This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, the showpiece event for European soccer in 2024 is, of course, the European Championship hosted by Germany. And uh, I'm sure. We're all very much looking forward to this mega tournament here with myself, Steve Wiss. I'm joined by Daniele Fisichella and Ruri Barlow. I'm sure you guys are really looking forward to it. Ruri, Scotland making an appearance, which hasn't always been a guarantee in the last decade or two. You must be pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. I am absolutely buzzing for it, it has to be said. I mean, we're in the opening game against Germany. It doesn't get much bigger than that. So uh, it should be... Quite entertaining, tricky enough group for Scotland, but uh, but yeah, we're just happy to be there in, in some senses. But I do think we've got a chance. And the last time, of course, the a ball was kicked in the Euro Championships, Italy. It was Italy was singing in the street, and it was nearly so sweet for England, wasn't it? That Wembley there, Daniele, the defending champions, just about squeezed into the draw this year. But uh, how is the excitement in Italy ahead of the defence of the Euros? We're just happy to be there, same as, same as Rory, I must say, considering the last disappointment with the two World Cups. Look, uh, Italy made it hard for themselves with a couple of bad results in the qualifiers. In the end, they scraped the draw against uh, Ukraine. They did manage to, to qualify. I think in the end they deserved, but in the middle there's been a change of manager from Mancini to Spalletti. The feeling is that uh, we are in a tough group, of course. It could have been worse, but you know, when you are in pot four, really, it's not much you can expect. From the draw, um, with time, I think, and we believe, this Italy side can get better, but uh, how much time has got Spalletti to make this side as good as Napoli last season. And the problem is still who's going to score the goals. So, I mean, it's unlikely we will defend it until the end, but we'll give it a good go. Well, I'm going to ask you guys a simple question straight off the bat here. Forget odds, forget value. Which team will win Euro 2024? Ruri, fire away. France, it has to be Le Bleu. Uh, they've got the best team for me. And uh, yeah, I just can't see past them. Daniele, who are you going with? England. I think there is a generation of players that is uh, unprecedented. Maybe you have to go back uh, 20 years. There is the right manager in place. I think uh, they developed a good tournament spirit. They are hard to beat. At the end of the day, it's a question of fine margins. And I think uh, England have got all the credentials and all the opportunities, really, to lift the trophy. Well, that's interesting. It's about time we had a bit more love for England on the uh, Bet Rivers shows because there's enough against them. I was talking with Simon Holden recently on one of the reaction shows and he is very anti-England. I know Nigel Seeley is not high on England. Uh, my pick for the winner will be France as well as, as Ruiz. And I think we've probably got to start with these two nations because they are at the top of the betting with Bet Rivers at the moment. England plus 350, France plus 350 joint favourites. <clears throat> I'll kick things off with England and I, I'm actually more in the England camp than, than not in it these days. I think 
sometimes the manager Gareth Southgate does get a bit of bad press for his tactics, and he's not always been the the man in in crucial situations. But he's done a lot of good things for this England squad and man management, keeping morale happy, the players happy, um, the blend, creating a good feeling around not just the country but also the whole group, and that can take you quite a long way. And I've got to ask the question sometimes. Ultimately, if your squad is 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 that good, do you really need an unbelievable masterclass magician of a tactician? I, I'm not sure you necessarily do. I think Southgate, with a bit of luck, could maybe take England all the way. Um, would I back them at plus three fifty? No, that, that I don't think that's a very good price. And you know, there's an old saying heading into a major tournament: lay England all day, and you will be in profit. But it is. No doubt it's a hell of a talented squad. Danielli's just gone into that. But in terms of the actual betting, Rory, I mean, this is probably the wrong man to ask, actually, a Scotsman. But um, plus 350 <laughs> would, would I mean, I'm guessing that probably wouldn't interest you from a betting perspective. But how far can talent actually take you if there is a doubt over the manager? 100% all the way. I mean, I think if you look at... Look at Argentina, World Cup winners. I mean, Scaloni did a good job in terms of how he set them up and he found a system that worked for Leo Messi. But if you look at when he came into the Argentina side, the first thing and the best thing he did was create a group, a strong group of players that fought for each other. That really, that Argentine grit that we kind of think of as uh, typical of them, it, it wasn't necessarily there when he came in. So I think there's, on the one hand, that's important. I think if you look at even France, who obviously won the tournament a few years ago now, Didier Deschamps, he's no no great shakes tactically. I don't think anybody believes he's this genius who's setting his side up and uh, beat, beating teams that way. So it's, it's purely talent almost with France and and kind of a and management of the group and egos. So so yeah, I think in international football, the tournaments are so short. There's no real time to implement sort of complicated systems. So it's more about the atmosphere, making sure you're organized defensively. That That is one aspect of it. But Southgate does that. So I do think I'm going to go far. My one doubt about this, and it kind of comes back to what I backed initially, was the fact that France and England, if they both win their group, are in the same half of the draw. And so if I'm back in France, I can't very well back England. So, so yeah, I think France... For me, I have to be the favourites. But but yeah, I think if they do get past France or if France were to drop a stinker like they did against Switzerland, then England would probably be my favourites. I think, strangely for me, this is the largest gap I can kind of think of or remember between two sides and the rest of the pack. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. Uh, Danielli, is Gareth Southgate as bad as the sometimes the media the public portray him as no. or does he have in can you name me can you can you name me at the moment a better England manager than Gareth Southgate because I has to be English right big After Sam Capello, eh? big Sam big, big Sam, Sam has a hundred percent record as England manager <laughs> yes, yes, no, yes. no I'm joking I'm joking there but you know I think he's done like I say he's done quite a lot of good there things. is no there um, is, there is yeah. no one else there is no one else in the market. He's the best England manager by far. And I could put Eddie Howe second, but I think uh, he needs to prove himself a little bit more, and he's doing that. But I think the job that Southgate has done has been remarkable. He created a good group of players, qualifies England very easily to groups, and he's not always been the case. And in tournament football, there is a third place in the World Cup in 2018. There is a second place in the Euros. And then... 
is a defeat against France in the World Cup. And again, for small details, fine margins, Harry Kane scores the penalties, England goes to the extra time and probably could edge France tactically set up really, really well in that game, England. And I think, uh, yes, there is a hyper-criticism against him. But I returned to the point I did before. England, they got a good group, but they got superstars in, the, in their team. They got Bellingham, they got Kane. And sometimes this is enough to you for you to win tournaments, of course, let's, without forgetting uh, a player like Kylian Trippier. So far, I can't find any other better right-back in the Premier League. Of course, the only problem for Saudi could be selections. Who do you select beyond the players number 14, 15? You know, there are five or six places up for grabs. Is Sterling going to go? Is Anthony Gordon going to go? Is uh, Livramento maybe going to get a call and stuff? This could be the selection that was for him. But the, the first 11 is already set and it's very, very, very strong. And uh, that's why I, I make them favourites to win. Plus 350, well, you're probably not going to get a better price than that. Having said, having said that, if England wins the group and France win the group, they're probably going to meet in the semi-final because that's how the draw has been made. So it's either all France or England. But of course, uh, the, it cannot be a final if they both win the group, which mm. you might, you might, you might want to consider at the time of putting a bet. And this is where we do have to look at groups. And um, I think there's no doubt England have drawn a fairly soft one. England, Denmark, Serbia and Slovenia. England minus 200 at the time of recording to win that group. We'll try and do, get, do some group predictions before we go for all of them. Uh, I personally, I, I actually give a one, two, three, four. I think England, Serbia, Denmark, Slovenia. But any of you guys see anyone really challenging England for this group? Rory? I, I actually don't mind uh, Denmark because even though they've not been fantastic in recent tournaments, I thought they were reasonably poor and below expectations at the World Cup. I think Serbia are one of those sides that they scored a lot of goals, and that's great, but it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I don't like sides that score goals going to World Cups and major tournaments because generally those uh, tighter defences are the ones that tend to win out. And if you get, get into a back and forth, okay, that may work out for you, but I think if the games are tight, Serbia is never a defence I feel like I can trust. And uh, that kind of played out in the World Cup. I, I think uh, Switzerland ended up going through. I think it was me and you, Daniele, actually on the yes. the World Cup show for that group. Um, but but yes, uh, so I, I actually kind of like Denmark at minus one two five for top two. I don't think it's bad odds. Um, but but yeah, by all means, uh, explain why Serbia should should be the favourites. I uh, am just waiting for the over underline for the amount of times that Denmark are mentioned as a dark horse going into <laughs> the Euros. They are the ultimate dark of darkest of horses. And I'm sure they will have that tag again, despite letting a lot of people down at the World Cup. Um, let's, let's talk about France then before we move on to some other nations. I think, like you said, Rory, it's fair to say that England and France do have the best squads on paper. Um, France have certainly a more difficult group um, on the looks of it. France, the Netherlands, Austria, who are an interesting side. And then the playoff winner of A, which possibly could be Poland or even Estonia. Or if that happens, then I'll fly to the moon and back. But um, at the end of the day, France, it's an interesting question for both of you. Just say, Kylian Mbappe was ruled out for the whole tournament. Could France still win Euro 2024, do you think, Rui? Absolutely. I mean, they, they have so much strength and depth. More more than any other country, I think France have such a levelling of talent. I mean, across that midfield, you look at some of the players they can miss and you can still put in brilliant players. Antoine Griezmann, 
I know Atleti have just gone to Barcelona and lost and Griezmann didn't quite perhaps perform, but I'm still going to maintain that, especially in international football, he's one of the best players around. And I think Mbappe, the fact that he scores all the goals and the fact that he got a hat-trick in the World Cup final overshadowed the fact that, for me, he was the best player for the Le Bleu in the World Cup. And, and so, yeah, I think they have so much talent, they have so much depth of talent. And if Mbappe is fit... I think it's, it's helping them that they've got players like Marcus Turam and Randall Kola and Moani, players that haven't necessarily proven themselves, are really good players, but don't have necessarily an ego to go with them. So they're not going to kind of try and captain the ship in the way that Karim Benzema might perhaps, as he did during the last Euros, and that kind of didn't quite work out. So I, I think you remove some of that ego. I think that works in France's favour compared to the last time they were in the Euros. And I think if you compare them to England, what they got more is, I think they got a better back four, a stronger goalkeeper in Mike Magnan compared to Pickford, and the experience of having played not only one, but two World Cup finals with the same manager and with a couple of players that were there back in 2018, the likes of Giroud, Griezmann, Mbappé, and so on. And I think that helps. Yes, they were disappointing at the Euros, that 3-3 draws against Switzerland, uh, but ultimately they lost on penalty there. A very easy group for them in the sense that they've already beaten the Netherlands twice in the qualifiers and they were look really superior. In group, in this group, by the way, it could be even Wales who goes through the playoff if they manage to beat Poland. Be possible, and then the other team is Austria. Well, Austria are in an interesting proposition because since they got Ralf Rangnick, they completely changed. They were uh, slowly going back to the Austria of the mid 2000s, very uninspiring, uh, very lackluster. Although at the last Euros. I like to remember, they almost put out Italy. They gave us a good scare. If it wasn't for VAR, that goal from Marco Arnautovic would have stood and we would have gone back in at the round of eight. But now, one defeat in the last 12 games since they changed the manager in a very uh, close matches with Belgium as well. So they could be they could be hard to beat. They are really organized. But yes, France to win the group all day. And then... I think uh, a battle between Austria and Netherlands for second place. Netherlands, lots of talent. If Ronald Koeman finds the right balance, you know, back four, Virgin van Dijk, Botman, Timber, Dumfries, not the be- not the worst back four I've heard. And then you, you even got Ake, um, enough quality midfield. Probably the problem with Netherlands is the goals. Gak, Pondegos, the only two recognized international pedigree strikers. And the goalkeeper is a Berbruggen going to play. He doesn't even play for Brighton. He's Flecken, the goalkeeper from Brentford. So a couple of selection problems there. But uh, again, the Dutch, if they find the balance, could be hard. I, I think that Flecken's awful. I really don't rate him at all. I think he... Um... <laughs> Concedes way more goals than he should do. If he's anywhere near the gloves for, for the for the Netherlands, I think they've got some some problems heading into the Euros. Let's go to Group A. This is where the host nation and the third favourites to win Euro 24 reside. Germany. I think it's the most interesting group of all of them. Germany, Switzerland, Hungary, Scotland. Well, I reckon all four teams might fancy winning this group. But <laughs> Danielli, what is the state of German football? Because um, I just I look at them. I mean, they're only playing friendlies, obviously, at the moment. They've had a manager change. It feels to me like they've got a lot of work to do if they're going to become a serious runner for this tournament in the next few months. But they are the host nation, and you can never underestimate that fact in major tournaments. 
Well, the last host nation to win the Euros is France in 1984. So normally it doesn't really uh, help a host nation. That's a big start. I didn't actually know that. So it's a, it's a likely that, that they're going to win it. But um, they got a lot of talent. I mean, if you look at the players, uh, the likes of Goretzka, Musiala, Gundogan, Sane, Havertz, Kimmich, Pascal Gross, that's just in midfield, just to name a few. But it's true, they are in a very bad run of results. And in fact, they changed the manager from Ansi Flick to Julian Nagelsmann. They are winless in 10 games since March 2023. But as you mentioned correctly, most of them were friendlies. And, you know, friendlies at the end of the day do not count. Uh, they can tanter, they can tarnish your reputation, but ultimately they make no damage. And they'll have more friendlies to play before the beginning of the tournament, more time for Jonas Nagelsmann to gel the team. It's a talented team. It's a team that under Ansi Flick had no direction, no tactics. They were a bit naive. They don't necessarily have the superstars that they had in the past, your uh, Ballack instead of Philip Lam or Oliver Kahn, etc. But they still got a very, very good group, I think. What they lack is a goal scorer, but that was the same at the Euros and the same at the World Cup. Feels like they've not had a proper goal scorer since probably Miroslav Closer. Yeah, I mean... They haven't had a goal scorer because uh, Bayern Munich hasn't had the German goal scorer for such a long time. Neither has Borussia Dortmund as a, such, as, 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 as a German goal scorer. Lewandowski, mm, yes. they had Müller, he's a false nine, of course. Uh, they had Sadio Mane, then the Borussia Dortmund had Bellingham, had Sancho, etc. Et so, really, they are struggling in that sense. But Italy in 2021 teaches you that you don't need a strong goal scorer to win the Euros. I mean, Immobile only scored two goals that, that competition, and he's not a great goal scorer with the national side. You have to give them a little bit of time, and I think uh, we cannot underestimate them. That yes, and not not because of the home factor. I don't think it's the home factor. It's the fact, but because they, they got, do have talent. They're good with talent. They got a very mm. good manager in charge. So give them a bit of time. Yeah. I place them in the same brackets as Italy, rebuilding team with talent. It's an interesting group. I've seen a few people, and I must say, um, Hungary at eighty to one to win the Euros would probably be, if I was to have to pick someone at a big price, I might go with them. They're plus 500 to win this group. Scotland, plus 700, Rory. Um, would uh, the Scots tempt you to, to win Group A, do you think? Because, I mean, they've had a, a pretty decent qualifying campaign. Are you expecting much from your nation in this tournament? I think we have a decent enough chance of getting through, of winning the group. No, because Steve Clark's a conservative manager. He's not going to go out to, to win these games, basically. And I think the, it will come down to the last game for them. I think, I believe it's Hungary in the final game for Scotland. So, so yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a playoff there in that game if they can both get there with kind of a chance still being alive. Yeah, again, I like Scotland to maybe even get a point against Germany in the opening game, but that's kind of why I like this German side to go quite far. I think they're plus 350 to make the top two, uh, to well, to get to the final, essentially. And if you look at the half of the draw, again, they avoid France and England if all three, if Germany, France and England all top their group, Germany are on the other half of the draw. So that works a lot in their favour. They'll probably get one of Spain or Italy in that half of the draw. But but yeah, it's a, it's a team that I like in the sense that they can probably ease themselves through this group dropping points they could probably take five points from this group and maybe even win it still so i, I think it's not necessarily going to jeopardize their hopes i think these 
other three teams are all decent sides and Hungary have a great history against Germany recently. They've beaten them three, four times in recent uh, years. But but yeah, I think it's it's a group that allows them to ease themselves into the tournament without necessarily going out in the same way that Spain or Italy, if they lose their first game, they might be in trouble. And, and so, yeah, I, I do like this group in general for entertainment. I think it's going to go down to the wire. And I think on that last day, you could have all four teams in contention to go through or go out. Definitely, it feels that way. And Group B is another tasty-looking group. We've got Italy, Italy in there with Spain. Spain minus 139 to win this group. Italy plus 300. Croatia at plus 400. And Albania must have been, uh, well, I mean, they've been unlucky to draw this, haven't they? Plus uh, 1300 for them. I pro better Will White on on one of the shows recently suggested that he actually has Spain ranked as his uh, as the best international team in Europe. Ruri, would you agree with that or not? Or have they got some work to do? I don't personally. I mean, you look at the the best parts of Spain. Spain are Spain are always like this. They're great in the groups. They're great in qualifying. Um, they're fine until kind of the pressure comes on. But yeah, I think they're just missing a little bit of something. I think Alvaro Morata is their goal scorer, obviously, and we, we've spoken about not necessarily needing uh, a clinical goal scorer to win a tournament. But if you look at Morata, you're basically asking him to maintain his form for the Spain side to win because I don't think they have the most solid defence. They've been playing Laporte and Robin Lenormand. I think there's weaknesses there. Um, you look at the left-back situation, they've got Gaia or Balde, there's various, Grimaldo is also in there, but it's a Spain side that has so many attacking players in it that they're essentially relying on their game plan to always come off. Whereas you look at the other contenders, um, especially France, England, Italy more so, I guess, would be open to a counter. They all have players that will just win the game on their own if they get given a space, if they get given an opportunity. And for Spain, I'm not sure they quite have that same individual quality. So they're asking their plan to come off. It's Luis De La Fuente, who's an inexperienced manager at this level. I, I have my doubts about Spain. It has to be has to be said. Although, yeah, I hope they do do well. How will Italy approach this group, do you think, Daniele? Are they any value at uh, plus 300? And uh, is everyone a little bit dismissive of, of Croatia? Everyone's kind of saying that their generation's past um, or, you know, do they need to be taken seriously still? Italy will approach it in the sense that they'll try to play football and try to dominate the possession. So playing the front foot with a 4-3-3 formation, the Spalletti is trying to drill into Italy's player's mind. I mean, it's not very different, the approach from what Mancini had. The only difference is that Spalletti has come on with more enthusiasm and tried to restore the enthusiasm and drive into the Italy's players. But then the concepts are very much the same. Keep the ball moving quickly and make up for the lack of a superstar with a collective play. So it's very important that the three midfielder, uh, Locatelli, uh, Barella, Giorgino, uh, play well and they're fairly tuned. It's very important that Chiesa is uh, in top form. It's probably our best chance of winning games. And when it comes to the defence, the back four, we have no longer the Bolucci, the Chiellini or the generation of those defenders that can sustain longer spells of positional defenders. If you look at defending, if you look at the game against Ukraine, we almost gave out a penalty in the last minute for a foul of Mudrik, which, by the way, was a penalty, and we would have been out. So, you know, Italy needs to be really careful. They can't repeat what they did at Euro 2021, for example, in the semi-final against Spain. They're going to get pumped. I think they need to try and impose themselves and play better and better. In its time, 
if the FA helps Spalletti with a few training camps, giving in the clubs allowing to get players out of the club for maybe a couple of days in March, April, Spalletti's got a chance of building a team. Otherwise, probably would be a longer process for the next qualifiers. Coming to Croatia, look, is the team I would have wanted to avoid from pot two, I must say. Yes, at some point, we will say, oh, it was one game too many for Brozovic and Modric. But so far, it hasn't happened. And they are still able to control the games and to manage the games. If they go ahead, out of a sudden, it's almost like if the ball deflates. They stop playing football. There are a lot of stoppages. They are very good at managing the, the games and the time margins. They don't have goal scorers, true. Does, that, does Italy have goal scorers? I mean, the, the Croatia top goal scorer, Kramaric, has scored three, four times more the goals with the national team than Barella, Giorgino, Immobile, which are the top scorers of Italy. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on that. Uh, it is a side that really I wouldn't want to avoid. Uh, if we look down at Group uh, E and Group F, we've got Belgium and Portugal, a strong favourites to win each group. Uh, the, the double, by the way, for them both to win their group pays plus 103 plus 103 with Bet Rivers. And I have to say, that looks really good. I'm struggling to see how either side don't win the group. But what I want to ask both of you, which team out of Portugal, who are plus 800 to win the Euros, or Belgium plus 1,400, which team's going to go further, do you think, Rory, out of those two? Belgium. Uh, not Belgium, sorry. Portugal, hands down. Portugal are blessed with talent. It's only kind of Roberto Martinez, I think, is the biggest doubt about the side. And the fact that even when they won the Euros, they kind of won the Euros with a much worse team than they had now. And it, it's they have talent kind of coming out of their ears. So I think they are a real contender. And I think perhaps, dare I say it, the dark horse. Belgium are a side that I really, I struggle to believe in that. Domenico Tedesco, he's a decent manager, but is he going to make this Belgian side as more than some of its parts? A Belgian side that's lost quality in recent years, their golden generation is aging beyond what its best was. And they do have some good young players coming through, but it's it's an international side that chronically has underperformed with the exception of kind of their semi-final appearance. And even in that side, a lot of people were saying, I mean, look, the team they have, maybe they should have gone on and won this. So, so yeah, Belgium are not a side that I like to do much. And I think in terms of the individual games, in terms of when that comes a bit closer to the time, I'd be looking at Asian handicaps and stuff for the Slovakia, Romania, and whoever else they get in their group because they're they're a side I like to at least drop points once in the group. What do you think then, Dan? For me, Belgium are one world-class defender shorter from being a real challenger because I think everything else is in place. They have a top goalkeeper in Courtois as soon as he comes back, excellent striker in Lukaku, Jeremy Doku, at the moment probably the, the Premier League best player as long as then Kevin De Bruyne returns, but they probably lack something at the back. I think Portugal are going to go further. By the way, Roberto Martinez is unbeaten with Portugal, perfect record, 10 in 10 in qualifiers, blessed with talents. Probably this is the first major tournament where Ronaldo doesn't necessarily start every single game, and I think that's the conundrum Martinez needs to solve. But apart from that, he yeah, talents everywhere. And I think they look really, really uh, complete. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, for me, it's uh, it's Portugal. I mean, these these are these are easy groups, okay? Because Slovak Slovakia and Romania lack international experience. 
interesting propositions, have got good talent, but they, they really have never played at that level. The winner of, of playoff B goes into Group E with Belgium, probably Ukraine, and I would probably tip them if it's Ukraine to finish ahead of Slovakia and Romania. In Group F, you got the likes of Czech Republic, who at the moment are without a manager because uh, Shiravi resigned due to that controversial night in the in, in, in the disco for some, some of the players. But uh, he resigned, but they weren't very, very good. They only won four out of eight games in the group against Moldova. Turkey, I mean, they always look at the dark courts and stuff like that. So I'm not going with them just yet. And then you got the playoff winner of, of League C, which is Greece of Luxembourg, which I think uh, Portugal should make a meal of it. But yeah, uh, easy groups, which often means you can rest player on match day players on match day yeah. three. And it's a, it's a huge mm-hmm. advantage when it comes to a short tournament. So yes, I think uh, you can see the benefit further down the line. I also think Portugal will go further than Belgium. Um, there's a really good chance Belgium will play France in the quarterfinals if they both win their group. So I think that would put me off. Before we finish this show, uh, I want one name from each of you. I'm talking. I'm going to use that word dark horse again here, but I'm talking sort of a bigger outshot. Is there a team at say, I don't know, thirty to one or bigger who might give you a run for your money um, potentially on the each way market and the um, half the odds at the one two here? Rory, is there anyone you think that could give you? I mean, I just think Hungary eighty to one could be a team to watch. I think they've been uh, progressing reasonably well uh, of late. They've got a group which is they could get out of it if they play good football. Is there anyone that you like bigger odds? Honestly, if we're if we're going sort of really really dark horse, uh, kind of mired in obscurity, then I'd honestly go Switzerland. I really like Switzerland as an international side. They always have kind of a mentality and a solidity that a lot of teams lack and they seem to have a lot of international experience uh, you saw that at the world cup where they don't necessarily have the greatest team but they do kind of eke out results and if they come up against a, a giant like france then they know that they can beat them even if i do, I do think they're lacking quality to mm. to really kind of go and win it kind of thing what's the price Daniela? what's currently the price for germany germany are actually the third favorites at plus 650 so not There'd great value there. Not great value no. there. I would go. I would go for Croatia. Masters Croatia, of the yeah. uh, exp- international experience. Uh, not necessarily need uh, a top striker to to go further in tournaments. I've done it time and time again. The longer the game goes with them, the more in trouble you are. You know, at the World Cup, they are completely comfortable in extra time situation, penalty situation. So I think they're always. Always an advantage coming into the plus 3500 on Croatia. That will do it for your early look at the Euro 2024 draw and betting us best of a look to anyone who is taking some early picks in this tournament. And thank you very much to Ruri Barlow and Danieli Fisiket. It was a pleasure doing the show with you two gentlemen. Uh, keep your eye out for more content from that because we win. And uh, of course, we'll be keeping our eyes on the playoff winners uh, come the spring and hopefully. There'll be some in-depth preview shows from the team here heading closer to Euro 24. But until then, take care, everyone. Stay safe and goodbye.